الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذروا ظاهر الاثم وباطنه ان الذين يكسبون الاثم سيجزون بما كانوا يقترفون Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters. This is the time of the year when people's attention is now towards having a very free time and enjoyment these are the kind of sentiments that run through the minds of people these are all the thoughts that might be crossing the mind that the holiday now is not far off and what can i plan what can i do so there are all kinds of plans that are made mashallah some people make very positive plans that i will have this time available and there's so much that i can do in this time which i couldn't do while i was engaged in day to day work and studying etc so for example somebody is doing hifz of the quran sharif say well now there will be more time so i'm going to try and make an effort to learn those paras which are a little weaker which i am not very very don't know it as well as other paras maybe i'm a little shaky in that so somebody mashallah will plan that so now they will work around how to try and maximize the time for that purpose somebody is already planning that during madrasa days i got to wake up early and then leave for madrasa and therefore it's difficult to wake up in the summer nights for tahajjud for example but now is going to be a holiday so if i rest after ishraq etc there's ample time for that so i'm going to try to wake up for tahajjud and perform a few rakats of tahajjud and make dua at that time now that's a plan somebody is making the plan mashallah so what a wonderful plan and what a wonderful intention and people who plan in this manner that i'm going to wake up at that time they start making some uh, arrangements for that who am i going to get to wake me up how going to try to make sure that this happens so now they are determined it's a very very strong determination they clear they are very hopeful that they will do it accordingly sometimes it happens that it just didn't work out how they expected or what they hoped for whatever happened happened the person became overpowered by sleep at that time the eyes didn't open something happened that alarm didn't go off but there was a determination there was a very clear intention that i want to do this but it didn't happen but the people who make these kind of plans beautiful plans excellent plans positive plans planning righteousness planning of how to get closer to allah taala 
planning of how to bring the sunnah of Rasulullah alive in their lives. Planning these kind of good things. Now sometimes they may manage to carry it out and sometimes something just happens and it doesn't happen as they hoped for. But Allah Ta'ala's grace is such and Allah Ta'ala's rahmat and mercy and blessings are so great that those who make these kind of positive plans Allah Ta'ala does not deprive them even if that plan didn't work out as they had intended. Now the person planned to wake up for tahajjud but at that time now the sleep overwhelmed. Now this is not just a something to say for the sake of saying it. That okay, my intention is to wake up for tahajjud. But in the back of the mind, the person knows I'm not even going to try to wake up. They say no, my intention is to wake up for tahajjud. That's now just a mockery of intention. Like a person says that uh, I'm going to go for the dawah. There's a very good, you know, somebody has invited you for a braai or something. So now you say, no, okay, I'm going to come for the dawah. But in your mind you got it that I'm not going to go for the dawah. So now will that be that calling it an intention in reality that you are going to go for it? There when you heard about the dawah, forget the intention. There is a confirmation and there is pre-planning. There's so many things that start happening to make sure you don't miss it. That is the determination. So likewise, for the good things, now a person is making some plans. Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy is so great that the person now made that firm intention, was determined to wake up for tahajjud, but it didn't happen. By chance, Allah Ta'ala still rewards the person for that amal. Subhanallah. Can we imagine the grace of Allah Ta'ala? Such tremendous grace and mercy that on that plan itself the person got that reward. So now this is the lesson for us. That one is this plan. That a person starts planning already of how to use the time in a constructive manner. Somebody for example starts planning from now that I don't normally get a chance to make the khidmat of my parents and assist in the household things etc. with the niyat of khidmat. Many of us take this like a burden. We take it like a burden because we don't have the right intention. People undertake many difficult tasks and those difficult tasks become very easy for them because of an intention. For example, from time to time we get some people who are asking for some kind of job, they are qualified for something, but now they can't get a job because they don't have the experience. Now this happens from time to time. Somebody says, look, I'm really desperate now. I'm looking for a job of this in this field, whatever field is undertaken. But now people don't want to give me the job because they don't have experience. And then he says, look, I'm even ready to even work for this day, pittance also. And if just to cover my travel cost and just basic things too, I don't mind doing it for that too. And I'll work the full day also, just for a couple of months or a six months or one year too, to get the experience. So now the person is some job which somebody else would have got paid, for example, 10,000 rands. Somebody says, look, i got no job, but if you want to, then okay, I'll pay your expenses, you work, 3,000 rand, I'll pay you. So now the 10,000 rand job, he's ready to do it for 3,000. And he's ready to do it. And he's happy to do it. Why? His intention is not 
just to earn some money out of this. His intention is to gain the experience. So now for the experience, now he's going to have to work somewhere to gain the experience. Now nobody is ready to give him the job without the experience. So now he's prepared to, so to say, work for free. He's prepared to work for free. Now it's a long day. Early in the morning he must be there. It might be a difficult kind of job. A lot of effort involved. It's a tiring job. And on top of that, he's almost working for free. But why? What has made it possible for him to work in that manner, undertake that hard job and almost doing it for free? It is his intention that he wants the benefit of the experience. Now that experience sometimes might come through it, sometimes he tried and that experience still didn't really come. Because somehow whoever was now supposed to have tutored him or, or coached him, they didn't do it properly. So now he went through that whole process too, but still he didn't come out good enough. Now that is all, but still despite all that, people take those chances in dunya because of the benefit of dunya, because of that material benefit. If I gain this experience, then I have a good chance of getting a job. And if I get the job, then this will be the salary, these will be the benefits, these will be the perks, and then I can settle myself in life in this manner, and do this and do that. A whole lot of things. People start building castles in the air already. So for those material benefits, they prepared to do this for free also. Now, unfortunately, we don't make the niyat for, forget material benefits, something beyond all the material benefits of the world. The whole world can be put on one side, it can't equate to one bit of this. The benefits of akhirat, the benefit of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, the benefit of gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, the benefit of becoming a true servant and slave of Allah Ta'ala. So now, mashallah, some people make that niyat, and as a result of that niyat, very difficult things become very easy for them. For example, what niyat? The niyat of khidmat. Now one is somebody is helping around in the house with some chores, with some cooking, some cleaning, some whatever else. So now why are they doing it? They are doing it because nobody must call us lazy. The parents sometimes saying we are lazy and you know, I have to show them no, I am not lazy. So now the person who does it in order to get sort of saved from being called lazy, they will do it only up to a point. Because it's going to be like dragging oneself to do it. You don't want to do it. You're just trying to get out of a situation. So now it will only be done up to a point. There will be a lot of corners cut in the process. A lot of compromising. And trying to do it in a, just in a way that you'll hopefully get past. So somebody will say, okay, fine, you did something. But now that doesn't work. Sooner or later you're going to be haphazard about it. And then you know, complain also about it. And now that complain now, and then no, but why must I be the only one doing all this? There's others also living here. There's other people also eating the food here. So I'm not the only one eating now. So everybody eats and I must work. So now all these things come from where? It comes from the lack of the correct niyat. That correct intention is not there. So now this became a burden. 
And now when it became a burden, it's only possible to drag oneself to a point. Now when you came to a point, you got tired. I can't carry on with this anymore. And now, why is this person not doing this? And why is that person not doing that? Because the niyat is now just to impress somebody, or the niyat is just to avoid people's comments. But now people who have the niyat of khidmat, they see every opportunity as like grabbing gold. <coughs> so now they had a chance of making khidmat by, for example, doing something. Now the mother was going to be doing some tasks. She said, today I'll take over this. I'm going to do all this cleaning of this, whatever preparation of the food and so on. So now it'll take one hour for you. You take a rest today. I'm going to do all this. Okay, maybe I'm still not yet very familiar with the whole cooking process itself. But I'm going to do all this preparation, then you can come and take over. So now, how much of happiness it brought. But the niyat was what? The niyat, even that niyat of bringing happiness to the heart of one's parents is also ibadat. Bringing happiness to the heart of a mu'min, that is also ibadat. And then if the parents, then how much more greater? But now that niyat, that this is ibadat, to bring happiness to the heart of one's parents... And if I will do this ibadat and with the right intention, Allah Ta'ala will become pleased. Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased, that's the ultimate. I need to get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Then my dunya and akhirat will get made. So now that intention changed the whole issue. Now it not forget being a, being a burden, that became a pleasure. The person Yes, now there's some sleep got sacrificed maybe. It might be a little bit of a tough job sometimes. Some things we're not very, very familiar with, not expert at. But now we have to try and do it. So it's a little bit of a challenge. But now because that niyat is that now I will inshallah by means of this earn the akhirat, earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So now it becomes a pleasure. It becomes something that one will start enjoying. So now somebody undertook the task. Now this becomes such a great joy for themselves. When that has been done, they feel a sense of enjoyment within themselves. A sense of satisfaction. Allah Ta'ala grants it. That Alhamdulillah, something good was done. Not in a sense of being proud. Not being boastful. But a sense of enjoyment, a sense of satisfaction out of gratitude. Allah Ta'ala bless me with this. Now, mashallah, there are those who start planning accordingly. I'm going to make khidmat. Because khidmat is a very great thing. It's taken for granted, but very great. Can we imagine, in one hadith sharif, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi says, Wallahu fi awnil abd, ma kana al-abdu fi awni akhi. That Allah Ta'ala assists that person who assists his fellow Muslim. So now that fellow Muslim could be anybody, some classmate of ours, could be some friend of ours, it could be somebody we don't even know who she is, she is a stranger to us, but we are now trying to do something, we realize the person needs some help, so we are trying to do something for the person, it can be anybody that is in some need and we are trying to do something to help the person. Nabi Islam says the one who is assisting somebody else, Allah Ta'ala assists them. Allah Ta'ala assists them. Now what assistance we are going to be able to give somebody? How much? Some minute assistance of some sort, little bit, hardly anything. 
And what is Allah Ta'ala's assistance? Subhanallah. We can't, there's, there's no way we can imagine it. That if Allah Ta'ala assists somebody, that if this amal got accepted, now that amal of the person assisting somebody was done, mashallah, correctly, with ikhlas, and got accepted, he gained Allah Ta'ala's acceptance. She gained Allah Ta'ala's accept, assistance. What more we want then? Now, the person who has this jazbah of khidmat, that this is for anyone. Can you imagine as that circle gets closer, it is for somebody who is a, our senior, our teacher, somebody who is our family member, it might be a grandparent, and as it comes closer, our own parents, subhanallah, our siblings. Now these are all the levels, right? The closest level is the parents, and then the other immediate family members, and then as it gets wider. Now if a person had to be making some khidmat, of some stranger, some aunt, some aunt meaning somebody, some elderly lady or somebody now we got to know in the neighborhood, she's not well, she's sickly. So now obviously keeping in mind all the laws of Sharia in terms of parda, etc., nothing is compromised. We went with our mother, we went with somebody and we went and tried to do something that's possible to help out. Somebody's sick, somebody something, we tried to serve some way. The neighbor is not well, so we said, okay, we'll prepare something and send it for her today. Whatever, in some way, these are just simple examples of it. Now, if that assistance and khidmat of some strange person is also so great that one will gain the assistance of Allah Ta'ala, can you imagine if one is assisting, making khidmat of one's own parents, one's siblings, one's family members, one's household, one's grandparents, and often such people are neglected, grandparents, etc., that now we don't seem to have that excitement now, this person is elderly, this person now can't give us that fun time that we're always looking for. But that fun time, dunya, dunya is a very, very temporary place and all the situations of dunya are also very temporary. We might be looking for some temporary excitement. This friend, hey, this friend, we have a very grand time with this friend. That cousin, I really enjoyed that cousin's company. But now this grandparent and this elderly aunt and so on, hey, now they are a bit boring, man. How long are you going to sit there with them? And then, you know, sometimes they start talking about some, you know, some hadith and qissas and so on. It's a little bit boring for us. We want to have some fun time. It might sound boring sometimes. The company might not give us outwardly that kind of excitement that we might find in that company of some cousin and some other friend and so on. But what du'as flow from the hearts of these people, that which will turn a person's life, that one moment sometimes is a moment of acceptance and we happen to be there at that right time. But now to be there at that right time, it doesn't, doesn't happen that a person now decides going to go and visit somebody once a year. And it will just happen that, that once a year you went there and you got it. No, when you'll go 101 times, out of that 101 times, that one time you'll really hit it. Because you went for 101 times. So now in that 101, somewhere down the line, you're going to really just get on the dot. And that one time just turns a person's whole life positively. Abdullah bin Abbas, he was all the time ready for this, all the time making khidmat, doing something. And on one occasion he happened to make that khidmat. And that was the occasion when he made that khidmat for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
And Nabi Salaam came and asked, Who did this? Who places water here for my wudu, etc.? And he was informed, it was Abdullah bin Abbas, young boy, young person, young people are looking for some excitement. He was a very young child at that time, young boy. Can you imagine that Nabi Salaam has seated him on a conveyance with him and he's advising him that, uh, Ya Ghulam, oh young lad, how young he was still, young boy. Uh, he's looking for excitement. What excitement he's looking for? He's looking for the excitement of making khidmat. And they just clicked for him. Uh, he made their khidmat again because this was part of his... He wanted to keep doing this. So he got it right at that moment. And when Nabi Wasallam was told it was Abdullah bin Abbas, he made that dua for him at that time. Allahumma faqtihu fid deen. Allahumma allimhu al-kitab. Ya Allah, you give him the knowledge of the Quran Sharif. How did this uh, turn out? He became the Bufassir of the Sahaba. Among the Sahaba Kiram also, they started, t- whereas he was very young at that time, there were others who were much elder than him and senior than him in age. But as the time progressed, they started turning to him for the knowledge of the Quran Sharif. So this was the effect of the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he became known as Hibrul Ummah, the sage of the Ummah, the very learned personality of the Ummah. Can you imagine where it took him? What took him? That dua. Now where the dua came from? It came from khidmat. Now very often we take these things for granted. That way I'm going to get myself caught up in all this. And this is something which is beyond me. I don't have this time to now go and sit down and just talk to some old auntie here and make some panchat with her. It's not panchat. Obviously we mustn't ever make ghibat. Don't ever get into any sinful talk. But now some light-hearted talk, some general talk. But the niyat is, this poor lady is sitting alone the whole day, nobody to cheer up. I have just come to cheer her up, to make her feel little comfortable. I'm talking about some general things which don't even like seem to be of any benefit to anybody. But here the intention is, provided obviously it's within the limits of Sharia, the intention is to just make somebody feel comfortable. Subhanallah, that intention has changed that into an ibadat. And that has become a kind of khidmat to make somebody feel comfortable. Now that will sometimes, Allah knows best where it will take a person. How many times this has happened that somebody say, no, this was my mother's du'as, my father's du'as, my grandfather, my grandmother's du'as. They took those du'as and it turned everything around. And I hear this so often. MashaAllah, people who... uh, something worked out for them tremendously they, in terms of their deen they progressed tremendously from nowhere they were in a very different life, they were in a completely neglectful lifestyle and off the track And but they were doing mashallah some good and especially regardless of the things that they were caught up in but they still didn't stop making the khidmat of their parents and still being obedient to them Though they were unfortunately caught up in other things too, but they carried on taking the du'as. They didn't shun them. And that du'a someday clicked. And just turned things overnight. Now, this is the aspect. Now, some people, mashallah, the holiday time is coming around, so they are also planning. They are planning how they can maximize on this khidmat. Somebody is saying, no, I want to plan now to do something which is going to give me some fun and excitement. Say, no, there is no greater fun than this. There's no greater fun than this khidmat. 
Because this is that excitement which Allah Ta'ala will bless us with. In Akhirat mainly, which is the real place of that enjoyment, but even that contentment that will come in dunya, that peace and serenity. There's a, that shaitani uh, waswasa that comes often, that I want to be free. I want to do, I want to be myself. Unfortunately, all these shaitani wasawis, the shaitani thoughts, and these are shaitani words, I want to live my life. So it's not a matter of I can live my life. I have to live how Allah Ta'ala wants me to live. How Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us to live. There is no such thing as freedom. We are all slaves. We are the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. But now we have a choice. We have a choice to become the slaves of Allah Ta'ala or the slaves of nafs and shaitan. There is no other option. If a person decides to become the slave of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala grants him the happiness in his heart already in dunya. There will be some struggles, some challenges, because after all he has to prove how good a slave he is. He will have to prove himself. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. But in that Allah Ta'ala blesses him with a happiness in his heart, a contentment, a peace, a serenity despite the challenges. On the other side, the person seems to be very very free, enjoying life, but the person has become a slave of nafs and shaitan. Now as a result, the person is constantly in that slavery. Can't seem to have one moment of ease and contentment and tranquility. Always something has to happen to try and keep artificially keeping the person going. But now in that, the irritability gets tremendous. Anybody say something which I'm not too happy about, I just blow my top as they say. And somebody just goes, flies off the rail and somebody does some other stupid things. Why? Because their life is chasing after some kind of elusive excitement. Anything that seems to come in between, they don't have any idea about what is the joy of making sabr also. That there's a a satisfaction in making sabr, provided that the heart and mind is focused correctly at that time. That this sabr didn't go in vain. This brought the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Subhanallah. What a tremendous thing. Now the person who has engaged their mind correctly at that time, they will actually get a satisfaction out of making sabr on that situation. But now the person who is become a slave, has become a slave of nafs and shaitan, now they are shackled in that. Now they have to keep feeding that habit. Otherwise they have gone into a low. But now then after a while, that is not good enough to feed that habit and keep away from that low. So now they have to take something worse. You call this freedom? That the person is free to do what he wants to do? He has become a total slave to his own nafs and desires and his and shaitan. And this slavery takes a person into the gutters. This slavery takes a person into the real destruction. Is that freedom? So shaitan puts all this waswasas. I want to be free. I want to do this and I want to do that. Now somebody else is doing this and somebody else is now doing this in dressing in this manner and making that like their appearance and they sounding like you know they're very free and they're having a fun time they're going to visit anywhere and walking around on the streets and going to souks and going to fairs and going to here and there and they got no restrictions and their parents don't stop them from going to these places and now on top of that Billah, they're having a fun time they're meeting with this person and that kind of person and people of the opposite gender also and what not is going on 
and they seem to be really having a great time. Na'uzubillah, thumma na'uzubillah. Many a thing looks very great from the outside until a person is on the inner side of it. And when the life has become a misery, now the person realizes that what looked very, it was glamorous from the outside, but it is a disaster on the inside. This is the issue that will happen for the munafiqeen on the day of Qiyamah. That they will now want to keep moving in the light of the believers, but they'll be told, no, 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 no. You go and find your light in dunya. And then this wall will be now put in between. فَضُرِبَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِسُورِ اللَّهُ بَابٍ بَاطِنُهُ فِيهِ الرَّحْمَةِ وَظَاهِرُهُ مِنْ قِبَلِهِ الْعَذَابِ Now that which in dunya they thought was fun, that will become apparent on the day of Qiyamah that that was azab. But now the reality of that azab will open out for them there. But it already starts affecting a person here in dunya, that the heart goes in turmoil, and the heart is forever uneasy and restless and never satisfied and the worst thing is they become most unsatisfied with those closest to them when people get into a life of sin that husband will never be content with his wife that wife will never be content with her husband those children will find the biggest fault in their own parents but that is the result of their own sin the parents will have a similar misery with their children We'll have the greatest fights with our own siblings. We will be at loggerheads with our aunts, with our uncles, with our closest people. And we'll be looking for this, cons- this consolation and this uh, comfort. We'll be looking for it with all strangers. But is that life? That you're at war with your own close and near and dear ones. And with strangers you are very fine. But are the strangers going to come through you when, when you really need that help? When you really need that assistance, you're going to phone some stranger and they're going to come. There were people, Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala save us, Allah Ta'ala grant us the correct understanding. These are things to take ibrat from. When people, when life was so-called very, very rosy for them, in the sense that they had all the things to spend, the money was flowing and so on, they had a big circle of friends, a lot of hangers-on and people really there to now take the benefit out of them but then something happened times turned the person was down and out no sign of any friend all those so called very sincere friends and bosom friends they were the first people to give the person a kick figuratively speaking they just disappeared I say what? don't even want to take the call don't want to answer the messages anymore that now this person is going to jam me up and they were sometimes some people they were still okay, maybe financially in the same situation, but now something else happened. They became sick. Now they couldn't be moving around. That friend came one time, one and a half times, two and a half times, and saw the person for a few minutes and then forgot it. Because they are looking for excitement elsewhere. They are the slaves of their own excitement. And they are the friends of their own passions and desires. They are nobody's friend. They are friend of their own excitement. Now they didn't get the excitement here now. This person is lying in bed now. One day, two days, one week, two weeks. Where are we going to now keep wasting our time here? We find somebody else. But the family people became, they were there. Somebody or the other in that family now. They still, regardless of the person's indifference and whatever, they said, okay, whatever it is now, this is nevertheless our brother, our sister, this is our child, this is our parent. They were there. 
So now, this is all shaitans. Now the person, and when, when we get into this life of sin and chasing of slavery of nafs and shaitan, that this becomes the result. That, that effect of that makes one become, get at loggerheads with all those who are closest to one. And now one is looking for that excitement outside. So spending money endlessly outside, but now it's like trying to spend money to buy artificial fruit to fill the stomach. What that artificial fruit is going to be able to fill anybody's stomach? It'll kill you. But just that dunya is dunya is a place of test. So now, when a person gets involved in sin, it doesn't uh, always show its effect immediately, like a person eating some poison that is going to kill the person physically. So here, sins are also poison, but it is a slow effect poison. But the effect starts immediately. But the person doesn't realize it, how it's affecting him. It's sometimes affecting him in the form of creating all these dramas. That the person is now at war with his own people, the near and dear ones. And sometimes in some other way. So now in any case, coming back to where we started off, that this is a time people start making a lot of plans. Mashallah, some people make a lot of good plans. We have to become among those people. That one is not to make any negative plans, but not a car in neutral doesn't remain where it is. If it's not engaged in gear, it's in neutral, it can be pushed in any direction. Somebody will push it in reverse, and somebody might push it forward also, but very possible it can get pushed in reverse. And it gets pushed sometimes hard in reverse, it might go, oh, Allah knows best way, it might fall off. It has to be engaged in gear, forward gear. So now we need to engage ourselves from now in forward gear by making positive plans. So planning ourselves, how we are going to now use this time correctly, what we are going to do. Now for example, we discussed about khidmat, what a simple thing. And now somebody says, hey, but kitabs are difficult for me a little bit and so on. But this is simple, really simple. It's very enjoyable, but for the person who has that right intention, for the person who understands that this is a tremendously great thing, because khidmat is such, a, such an open thing, there is a space for everybody. Somebody can make khidmat of a certain level, very high, very complicated things too they can do for others. Somebody can't do that, but there is something else they can do. There is always some space in khidmat for everybody. So nobody is excluded from this. Khidmat is even, mashallah, just we are trying to make people comfortable, we are offering them something, bring a glass of water for somebody. Somebody wants something, we... We volunteer first to go and bring it for them, to do it for them. Day-to-day things, simple things. So now we need to condition our minds for khidmat. There's a saying, it's not a hadith sharif, but it's the, the meaning of it is very, very correct and very clear. Khidmat se khuda milta hai. The person who engages in khidmat, the doorway is open for them to gain the closeness to Allah. Ta'ala. Now, it doesn't mean that the person continues with sin and vice and don't perform salah, etc. No, the basics have to be in place. But then this really is the booster button. Person wants to boost oneself in life, khidmat. Khidmat especially of our parents, our near and dear ones, grandparents, elderly people in our family, aunts, etc. These are the people we need to start becoming very conscious of them, make their khidmat as much as we can. So now in this time that's coming, this holiday time, one of the very important plans that we need to make is the plan of khidmat. Like 
as we mentioned, plan of some ibadat also. Somebody now going to make some nawafil as well. They're going to make put in the tilawat as well. Other things also, obviously. But in particular, this particular discussion we are having is about khidmat to plan this and think about what I'm going to do. How I'm going to try to serve people around me, my parents. And this is not gone in vain. This is bringing us the greatest benefit. And we'll see that sense of satisfaction it will bring. May Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala accept one and all. Allah ta'ala protect us from all kinds of evils and vices and protect us from the fitnas of this time that is approaching. Unfortunately, this is a very, very challenging time. Allah ta'ala save us and protect us from all fitnas at all times. Wa akhiru da'awana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsithana an alayk anta kama afnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله